This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Glad to hear that you're doing well. And in this episode, we wanted to do a, a companion uh, episode to uh, an article that recently appeared uh, on the Italian real estate lawyers website called What are the most expensive locations to buy a property in Italy in 2022? It is, of course, 2023 now, but we will be referring to some of this information from last year just because it's still quite early in the year when we are recording this. But um, also, there's a reference to an Idealista article, which gives a bit of a, a, of a an idea of some of the numbers and everything involved with these places. But we didn't necessarily want to talk about specifically the top locations, but some of some of the most uh, expensive places in Italy and go into a little bit of what can be found. But um, I know, Marco, you have some very strong opinions on some of these locations, whether they even should be worthwhile considering or not. So, you know, I'm going to let you start out where you would like to start with this one. Um, I believe you had some pretty strong opinions about Forte dei Marmi, but I don't know if that's where you want to start off with this episode. Yes, the article that we referenced in our own article is an Idealista article which basically says uh, which one is the most expensive location where to buy properties in Italy and according to Idealista that, that is uh, Forte dei Marmi and I, I do believe that's accurate information Forte dei Marmi is probably now the most expensive location in Italy where to buy properties now I've been there several times and you said you know I have a very strong opinion about it don't get me wrong it's a beautiful location uh, on the seaside so on the uh, western coast of Italy it's in Tuscany a beautiful region now would I personally buy a property in Forte dei Marmi probably not I can explain why um, I would choose another location uh, where to buy a property for the same price because I believe that Forte di Marmi is a little bit overrated. Like I said, it's a beautiful location. It's on the Mediterranean Sea. Um, it's just that it's like a location where you just buy a property for the uh, status. So just to say I have a property there because it's knowingly a luxury location and say you're walking through Forte dei Marmi you can easily see uh, Ferraris or Lamborghinis driving in the streets so it's a location where there are luxury homes hotels and restaurants but the location per se it's not in my opinion the most beautiful location in Italy also the sea, which is a very nice sea with very clear water, it's not the best sea that you can find in Italy. The, the best. There are of course several places that, that and we could talk about this for hours where the water is really nice in Italy. Um, and in my opinion, the top places for that are um, Puglia and Sardinia, followed by Sicily. But Forza dei Marmi, doesn't really have the nicest sea and it, given that it's a sea location um, 
I wouldn't say that it's the place that I like the best in Italy in terms of uh, seaside destinations. Also, the view is really nice, but it's not the view that you would have maybe uh, in other places like uh, Cinque Terre, where you where there is a combination of maybe mountains and uh, hills and uh, the sea. It's just a flat location. And yes, you can see the mountains from Forte dei Marmi, uh, but they're kind of far away. And it's not that you can buy a property on the mountains with a sea view. So in my opinion, at least given the price, the average um, price for a property in Forte dei Marmi, uh, the location is a little bit overrated. Interesting. So... Uh, I, I, on the same list, would you say that there's another location where you feel as though the average price for a home might be more justified based on its total cost and location and what you're getting overall? Yes, I do have a personal preference, uh, at least if we're looking at the list uh, provided by Idealista. And as a side note, three of the top five locations uh most expensive locations, according to Idealista, are in the same area because Pietrasanta and Camayore are right behind Forte dei Marmi that we just talked about. So basically three of the top most expensive locations, according to Idealista, are all near Forte dei Marmi. But my personal preference uh, in terms of which of the most expensive locations, according to the, the Idealista list, I would go for uh, is Desenzano. And I think it's no secret by now that I like very much Lago di Garda, so the Garda Lake, which is in northern Italy, uh, in the lake region. And Desenzano da Garda is a little village located in the southern part of Lake Garda where prices are really high. So it, it's true, uh, buying a house in Desenzano da Garda comes at a cost, and at a very high cost. But I think the return is considerably higher than buying a property in Forte dei Marmi because, in my opinion, the location, uh, the area where Desenzano is located is beautiful. You have, if you're lucky enough, you can get a house with a lake view and the lake area is so picturesque and serene. And also you can enjoy the lake area uh, both in winter and in summer. Um, of course, in summertime, it will be more uh, crowded, a lot of tourists, especially from Germany. Uh, people from Germany like that area very much, but you can enjoy that area also in wintertime, um, especially because winters are not that cold in Italy and it's quite kind of calmer and it's even better in my opinion. And so that's interesting. Uh, I'm curious though, why maybe you would prefer Desenzano over Como? Do you have a particular reason for that, or it's just a personal preference thing? Uh, at the end of the day, I think it's a personal preference. They're both beautiful places. Um, my hometown in Italy is closer to Lake Garda, so that's why uh, probably I'm leaning towards uh, Lake Garda in general, especially when it comes to buying a property. It is just a personal preference for me. My hometown in Italy is much closer to Lake Arda than it is to Lake Como, but um, they're both beautiful locations. I do believe Lake Como is a little bit overrated, 
um, especially because it's a destination liked by celebrities, especially American celebrities. So because of that, I think prices um, went up more than they should have been. And even if the average price of a property in Como is lower, according to the Idealista list, of the average price of a property in Desenzano de Garda, I believe that those super high prices for luxury properties that I've seen in Lake Como are excessive and are due to the fact that uh, it's a destination that is very much liked by American celebrities. Also, and this is my personal opinion, I believe that the Lake Garda per se it's a better looking location. It's a, for one, it's a bigger lake. So there are many more villages that you can see. And there is difference, a uh, considerable difference between the uh, east side and the west side of the lake. Um, and this difference makes the lake so beautiful. And uh, it just gives it, in my opinion, uh, something more than Lake Como doesn't have. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. And then also, I know for me, one thing that I wasn't so crazy about the when I was in, in Lake Como years ago was that it seemed to get a lot of smog from, from Milan. Maybe I was mistaken, but it just the air quality there didn't quite feel as fresh as the area around um, the, 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 the Lake Garda area. And then also Lake Garda is huge. It's it's in three different regions of Italy, it, or three different, yeah, three different, because it's in the, um, the Veneto, also uh, Lombardy, and then uh, Trento, uh, Trentino. It's really amazing, and even that, it, because it's in these different areas, even if you go up to the north, like then you start hearing little bits of German from not from German tourists, but people who are actually born and raised in Italy, and the the the, the uh, architecture as well starts changing, and there's all of these different uh, locations that you can find along there. But it's yeah, I, I would agree with you that there is this kind of uh, inflated pricing that sometimes maybe not necessarily in the city of Como but like the areas around the river or the not the river but the uh, lake itself do get very high in price which is uh, very surprising I mean it's a beautiful location nonetheless I mean I've, I've mentioned this in previous episodes before that uh, part of Star Wars episode two was recorded there. I mean, it really is a beautiful place. Like everything that if you watch Star Wars episode two, and you see when they're talking about the lake country in Naboo, it's actually the lake country of Italy. <laughs> I mean, there's other parts of um, Naboo that were recorded in Spain, but this it gives you an idea, at least the lake country of what you could experience in, in Lake Como. Both are so, absolutely gorgeous. I have to respond to this because I know you're a huge fan of uh, Star Wars, but I have to say, <laughs> that 007, one of the last movies, right. was filmed in Lake Garda. <laughs> Are you trying to say that <laughs> that 007 trumps Star Wars? Is that, are, these are fighting words, my dude. <laughs> I know. We, we can leave that for another episode. <laughs> I think that might be a safer idea. <laughs> but um, also, the thing is here, I was very surprised to see some of the locations, um, such as uh, Jesolo, Rimini, Trento. Trento, of course, I 
is going to be one of the more expensive places in the country. But something that I was very surprised by was that Milan and Florence um, weren't, and Bologna actually weren't higher on the list because those are some pretty major cities in the country that a lot of people want to live in or want to work in and want to own property or even speculate on property there. So, um, do you have an opinion as to why maybe these places aren't higher on the list than what they are? When I saw the list, I found it strange too that uh, cities like Milan, Florence, Rome, or Venice, uh, which are probably some of the most known cities in Italy, especially in America, were not higher in the list. And um, I, I was very surprised when I saw the list, but I think that has to do with the fact that we're talking about larger cities and this article was referencing the um, average price for a property. And of course, it's easier for uh, the average pri price for a property to be higher in a smaller place compared to a uh, bigger city like Milan or Venice or uh, Florence or Rome, where you can find maybe uh, cheaper properties, but maybe in the suburbs, not in the center of the city, because uh, we all know that and we've said this in this channel multiple times that properties can be very expensive in places like Rome, uh, Venice, Florence and Milan, especially if you're looking at properties in the very center of the city, in the historical center. We can we can we could talk about this for hours, but you could have to spend millions just to get maybe a small flat in one of these uh, cities if we're talking about the um, center the historical center of the city yeah that definitely makes sense that because there's a wider array of types of property and much larger selection that some of the lower end properties might drag down that average uh, price there so thank you uh, it's, it's definitely a, a logical perspective there but something that i'm curious about here is that we've spoken about before how um, tuscany has a little bit of a reputation to be maybe a little bit on the higher side in comparison with some other regions in the country but also on this list there are a number of locations that all seem to be in tuscany so that would seem to definitely be very much in line with what we've said also in the past and and seem to be in line with this reputation that tuscany has so would you mind maybe telling us about some of these locations that are in tuscany that made their way onto this uh, list of top 20 locations that are most expensive in italy so we've said that before there are two more locations that are very close to forte di marmi pietrasanta and um camaiore that are located in tuscany they're in the top five um, most expensive cities according to the Idealista list but there are three at least three more locations that are in Tuscany uh, that are including these 20 most expensive cities in Italy which are uh, Siena, Sesto Fiorentino and of course Florence um, so I think that says a lot that Tuscany is indeed a very expensive place in Italy and I think we've talked about this in other episodes the average um, cost of a property in the region of Tuscany in general is, is in general higher than the cost of a property in other regions and that has to do with the fact that it goes without saying Tuscany is a beautiful region um, especially these villages that are located in Tuscany uh, have a beauty that cannot even be described uh, you have the hills the Tuscan hills but you also have a very nice sea and then uh, these villages are famous 
worthwhile. I'm thinking about Volterra, San Gimignano, Montecatini Terme, and I could go on for probably hours. Um, and in Tuscany, I think there is this combination of seaside, thermal water, um, hot springs, um, sea and beautiful landscapes that makes it very attractive, um, especially for foreign buyers. Well, again, that's really interesting to hear your perspectives and uh, some of these places that you think that might actually be more worthwhile or more attractive. Um, so again, thank you for sharing your, your boots on the ground experience as well as your personal knowledge and professional knowledge. And Marco, of course, if anybody is needing assistance to relocate to Italy or to be able to purchase property and relocate to Italy, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or give us a call. Our number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian real estate, be sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you do get automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, where we also talk about topics that have a little bit more to do with the practical side of the legal aspects regarding living in Italy and making it your home, whether it's Italian citizenship by descent, marriage, residency, or visas. Uh, so be sure that you check that out as well. Of course, if you're interested in more info about life abroad or living abroad as a dual citizen expat, be sure that you come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael DiForio. You can also search for Not Your Average Globetrotter, where you can also find the audio version of the podcast available on your podcasting platform of choice. Of course, as always, thank you, Mr. Marco Permunian, for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.